my parents used to say if it's not one thing it's another this is to you Very briefly, uh, we had a strange thing to happen uh, tonight. Earlier, my son Daniel Ezekiel White. Uh, helped us to get it squared away. Uh, the camera was not working. Like it was not getting uh, electricity. Something told him and something told me almost at the same time that we need to pull that camera plug out of the plug that it is in and put it in another plug and that was after I prayed and God heard our prayers and we were as I told him and away we go I know it's late but it's early someplace else I have a friend in Africa who told me that this is the time right here uh, to start preaching to the continent of Africa. So just because you're going to bed, some folks are getting up. So. We do not call ourselves an international ministry for nothing. Here you go. Just swirl it with this right here and pull it. Right here. Right here. Just use that. I hope that you have had a great productive day in the Lord as we have had only because of him and I can almost guarantee you that you can have a great day in the Lord every day if you would pray first in the morning so he can give you your marching orders for example, I was 
I, my mind was headed in, in, in another direction this morning when I got up. My wife and I prayed and then God changed my direction. I do not have to have a show of hands but I know that there are other people out there who are saved and born again and you have a prayer life that honors God and you have prayed in the morning thinking that you were going to do one thing before you started praying and then God in while you're praying will change your mind and tell you no you don't have to do that I need for you to do something else or I want you to do something else I'll take care of that <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16 says thus saith the Lord stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where is the good way and walk therein and ye shall find rest for your souls Proverbs chapter 22 verse 28 remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set Psalm 11.3 uh, 11, If the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do? And we are in a day and time where the devil has engineered something with his human cohorts where the foundations of civilization are being uh, attacked very hard and so I told you that uh, in these devotionals and other services I'm going to deal with what I call the uh, blob of Beelzebub some of you might remember a, a, a silly movie called The Blob. 
is all over the place. It's a monster. And uh, wokeism is all over the place. This is, and, and, and you can like it or not, this is the devil pulling out all the stops. Many of us thought he had already done so, but uh, he came out with something else. And it's a three-pronged monster. On last night, and, 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 and you must understand, is, and, and this is where so many pastors have gotten confused. They're just talking about critical race theory. The strategy of Satan is to have you talking about that when he's destroying other parts of the foundation with two or three other things going on at the same time. And so we're touching on woke racism. But there's also the woke church situation, woke family situation, woke school situation. Okay? woke sexuality situation is all over the place. Is that what I call it earlier today? A blob? Is that is that right? I use the word blob, right? The the blob of Beelzebub, that's what I call it. It's all over the place. And while some pastors are stuck on critical race theory, which is just a small part of this monster, you're you, you focusing on the wrong thing. And that's what Dr. McHorter deals with, and he mostly deals with the racism part. That's his field. Dr. Uh, Ed Young Jr. is dealing with the whole thing. See, some of you people don't understand when God calls a man and God gives a man a message. Uh, you don't understand how that God downloads that on him and in him. Because he is God's man and God wants to use him to deal with this. And as I said today earlier... There's no more persuasive form of communication than preaching. The foolishness of preaching. Okay? It, it is the most powerful form of communication on earth. One reason it is, is you're getting the message if you're saved and called by God to preach. You're getting the message from God. He downloads, it. He, he downloads that message in you and he, he opens your mind to see the whole thing so that you can explain it to the people. Now, it's okay to use research and, and get some facts. Uh, but it it is rooted in the Word of God always, and that's that's the power. So let's just uh, do a little bit more.
regarding Dr. John McHorter's book uh, uh, regarding black wokeism uh, or woke racism rather is the name of the book uh, and the subtitle of the book deals with how black folks are getting messed over by uh, this woke racism thing. McHorter uh, argues that anti-racism has become a religion borrowing a term from the author Joseph Button. McHorter refers to the prophets of the third wave as the elect. They see themselves as bearers of a good they see themselves as bearers of a good news that if all people would simply open up and see it would create a perfect world. John McHorter says that the elects the elects they're using biblical language He's using biblical language and religious language, prophetic language, to talk about these false prophets. The elect's unshakable convictions have led them to persecute people with unfair accusations of racism, which I believe is helping to stoke a civil war. When people have people not even thinking about you like that, and then you accuse them of being racist just because they're white, you you you're going to get on people's nerve with that right there. See, and that's what Black Lives Matter has done, creating something that is not there, tapping into that thing that we all have in us, particularly when we are 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, wanting to, you know, have something to live for. And because the church, and I'm talking now, and because the church has failed to give young people something to live for by giving them the gospel, and the Lord Jesus Christ and witnessing to, witnessing to them so that they can get saved. And I know exactly what I'm talking about. Because before I got saved, I was interested in studying to become a lawyer or a civil rights fighter or walk uh, in marcher and, and, and fighting for rights and all of that. And even though I experienced a little racism growing up, not, 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 not enough to march on, and and um, and far less than what I believe, uh, the, you know, uh, the people who went out marching and burning down police stations had to march on. They young, they were younger than me. But people have young people have a desire to group up with people and fight for a cause. And. Uh, 
that's that's a good desire, but it needs to be aimed in the right direction and not creating a problem. Now, is racism still here? Yes. You have people who foolishly hate other people. You're dealing with lost people is what I'm saying to you. Pray for them as Jesus told you to. Pray for your enemies. When you do what Jesus told you to do, you outflank your enemies. You outsmart your enemies. And you never become like your enemies. Pardon me, are there races in the Southern Baptist Convention? Yes. But I believe they're lost and on their way to hell. I don't think they've ever been born again. Uh, but are there people in, in Southern Baptist Convention who loves all people? Yes. And I'll venture to say most of them do. And you're not going to get me all caught up into something of of uh, uh, all white people are racist and they are privileged and all of that foolishness. Man, I don't know what you're talking about. The American way is everybody need to do what they need to do and uh, work hard and do, get to where they need to get to. If people from Africa and Jamaica and all of the islands of the sea that have former uh, slaves living can come here with nothing and start a business uh, and within 30 years they're millionaires or less than 30 years and have two degrees and you've been here all your life there's a problem somewhere and it's not with America it's not with white folks you can't tell me that all of your favorite black folks your rich black folks your entertainers and people in politics they have more white friends than, than they do have they have black uh, when last time you seen Obama but you know where Obama's been at he's been out on the boat with the white folks don't talk to me don't talk to me about that I don't want to hear it he's your hero he's not even a black American really he's from Africa his dad is from Africa He's an American. He's an American, but, but you know, why? I just wonder why is it that? What is it? What is the problem? Why can't a real black American be the president and the vice president? They got to have their roots in Africa or in Jamaica. There's something going on, and they got to be uh, half white or married to a white man. All this kind of thing like that. What's hap What's happening? What's up with that? I just want to know. All you Black Lives Matter. The black judge. Huh? Black is me. Real black. I mean, a real black American. That's what I'm saying. Don't put any words in my mouth. She married to a white man. Are they woke? I guess so, because she couldn't even tell you what a woman was. I, I can tell you what a woman is. I, 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 and I'm a man. Our black vice president married to a white man. I have no problem with that. I'm just saying. 
why y'all not on their case? Yeah, their best friend is white. They didn't marry a, a, a black man. And, and you can like it or lump it. Obama became president because he is half white. That's all. And, 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 and the psychologist and everybody at Harvard told him he could, he could become the first black president. Because we know the rules. A little bit of black makes you black. Okay? The main reason why uh, uh, the vice president, Kamala Harris, is the vice president of the United States of America, is because she's married to a white man. They can take that better. That's all. That's all. But why are you why are you not condemning her? The judge, she's 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 up in there. And one of the reasons is because she's married to a white man. I have no problem with that. All I'm saying is people that you celebrate, their best friend is white. I told ye or yay. In an article, you need to keep your mouth shut uh, against the Jews. Because they, I assure you that you got some Jews who have helped you to become a billionaire. And all of your black heroes in entertainment, sports, politics, some of their best friends are white. So you're not going to get them or me into that and anybody who has any sense. We're not going to get into that. I mean, it's, 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 that's over. It's over. We're not getting into that, man. You need to chill. Talking about the hate you give when white folks have helped you to get where you are. Some of you black folks right now, you, you wouldn't have the house you have now. It went out for some white folks who showed you favor. And when God touches a white person, I don't care if you like it or not, I know what I'm talking about. When God touches the favor of, uh, uh, God gives uh, uh, you favor in the sight of some white folks who got something because they, they, they've had it for many years, there's nothing to them. They'll, they'll help you. And that's a fact. My, my mother found favor in the sight of a, a white woman. And that white woman has been a blessing to her, and to her children, and to her grandchildren. I believe she's dead now, and I, 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 I would not put it past her that she bequeathed all of her millions to the church, and for my mother to handle and use, and so forth. All left it to her one. A white woman who's dead and in heaven. She she showed God touched my uh, this white woman's heart to show my mother favor. And this white woman was like a chauffeur chauffeur 
to my mother. Now, my mother didn't compromise, uh, you know, uh, anything to be her friend. But sometimes your best friend in America will be a white person. That's a fact. Okay, so you're not going to get John McCordy and all that into that. And all your other friends that and your hero, Oprah. Do you see Oprah down in the hood? Unless it's time to vote. And she'll go out there and knock on doors and turn against Oz and everybody else. In the political season, you don't see her any other time. Unless it's on television, she's doing a special. You know where she's at? She's with the white folks. Her white friends. And do you know that... Did you know that most of the workers who worked at uh, Harpo Studios were white? Not because... Oprah does not have anything against black folk. But what other black folk be having against black folk sometimes with the attitude and being late and all that. Right now, I don't care about you being black. You got to be on time. You got to do your job. You can't be calling out sick. Uh, don't, don't try to call me a racist because I want you to do what I have told you to do. And see, people like Oprah, you don't get to where you... Uh, well, Oprah got to by letting people shirk and jive and shuck and jive on the job just because you black and we 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 you know we we down uh, as black folk. No, we're not down. I'm not down with you, and <laughs> you're not down with me. You're my employee. Yeah, you understand me? I want whatever job I hired you for. I want you to do that. And let me say this: just like the white folks, ah, you don't like that, do you? See, see, even black bosses, and you hear me well, have less problems with some white folks. You get a good white person, just like on the basketball team. You get a Paxson, you get, you get your good white shooter, like Doncic, huh? They're going to be there for you. Michael Jordan was the man, but he had a white brother over in the corner to dish that ball to, who was money. <laughs> I know you people don't like that. Ah, you you Black Lives Matter. It don't make any difference to me. Because I'm not a part of that. In the words of one black preacher from Indiana, I'm naturally concerned. Okay, you, know, I don't, you ain't got to rev me up. So don't even come to me with that. I don't want to hear it. Getting people all riled, young ignorant people all riled up, talking about the hate you give. You people must be crazy. And you're attacking the police officers and calling the uh, the police officers pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Are you kidding me? And who do we call? We don't call Ghostbusters. I'm calling the police, the popo, as some of you call them. I'm calling the police and I'm calling the sheriff and whoever. And if they're white, that's fine with me. And sometimes when you're dealing with some Negroes, 
it's better for you to have some white folks out there. Some white police officers come and deal with the situation. I don't care if you like it or not. Uh, and and they'll, 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 they'll help the situation and not make it worse. Okay? And so, thank God for them. But here's the problem. They're leaving. They're quitting because you called them pigs in the blanket and fry them like bacon. They're leaving because you have disrespected them. You spit on them. You threw ice cream on them and a bucket of water on their head and they, they didn't respond. They probably not even saved but they followed the rules of Jesus. Turn the other cheek. This is why God didn't call me to be a police officer. I said, pow, pow, we're over with that. Okay, you're not going to be spitting on me. And throwing bricks and, 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 and dumping water on me. Pow, pow. <laughs> you assaulted me. Bang, bang. Some police officers are afraid to even pull the gun today. <laughs> See, you, you people, I don't care who you are, white, black, red, or yellow, yellow. And we got, let me help you understand something now. You got more white folks who are doing this mess than black folks today. Why? Because of white guilt or perceived white guilt. Anyway. McHorter cites cases like that of David Shore, a young white progressive analyst who was fired from his consulting firm for tweeting a study showing how violent protests that Black Lives Matter was involved in can backfire. Now let me let you know in on a little secret that you people don't know. I believe that the main originator and, and cheerleader of Black Lives Matter was President Barack Obama, initially. And he used it as a tool to get done what he wanted to get done. I believe that he was for it 100%. And behind it to this day. And, and you're going to see some more protests in 24. Because of all of these lawsuits against Black Lives Matter founders for stealing the money. Uh, they, they didn't march this time. They didn't go out protesting and burning down police stations and all of that. He went on to say many of these inquisitions have been led not by people from minority groups but from the white elects themselves. In the Southern Baptist world or in the evangelical world Beth Moore would be a white elect. They tried to make Russell Moore a white elect but he was, he's too smart for that. It's too smart for that. You're not going to use him like that. And Beth Moore, they're not related, 
uh, probably uh, feels like she was uh, forsaken by Russell Moore. Uh, Russell Moore is a good man and he saved and was raised right and he's not stupid. No, no, don't, 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 don't think that just because he was against some of uh, 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 Trump's foolishness that he was one of the white elect. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a biblicist. That's what he is, a smart biblicist. Uh, Beth Moore is a white elect because she's trying to use uh, racism. To usher in through the Trojan horse of racism, uh, the destruction of complementarianism is what they call it. But men being in charge, large and in charge, in the home and in the church, the two most important institutions. That has not changed. And, and and Beth got some male friends and, and they but they have pulled back a little bit because you went too far, Beth Moore, trying to be a white elect. You need to back up. Back up. And go on back to your Southern Baptist Church, apologize for the mess you tried to pull, and uh, go your way. Okay. We're not gonna change hundreds of years, thousands of years of biblical truth for you. Even and see this and this, and I told you, you said one good thing about how men need to allow women in the at the table to help with the ministry. But you also said not to take over the ministry over the man. You you said that, but then you got so much applause even from me. I wrote another article right after that so that you would not get the big head. Telling you that you need to, for we don't, your, people, men don't need to hear you preach. You need to preach to these women to be good wives, submissive wives, and good mothers, and 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 uh, loving wives and mothers to their families. That's what you need to be preaching on. They don't need another Bible study from you. From the book of Obadiah. Until you deal with that. You stay there for uh, four or five years. And you travel with that message all over the country. Uh, Baptist preachers will let you in. You have more invitations than a little bit. But you want you wanted to be a white elect. And you, and you pretty much lost everything. Now you're out there in the wilderness. With the white elects and the black elects. Anyway. Who are described as carrying a sort of self? He, and McCord is an intellectual, so he's going to throw out some words. Okay, some polysymbolic words that we may know, we may not know. Self-flagellational guilt for things you did not do. <laughs> Their wife was like, what, what have I done? I'm just sitting here watching the Dallas Cowboys with my broken show. I'm, I'm, I'm a racist because I'm white? Are you people crazy? Now let me tell you something, uh, okay? Let me tell you something about white people. To show you that most, most white folks are not racist. 
in this country. Not anymore. See, someone tried to make an issue. Oh, there are no black Americans in the World Series. I said, so? So? What? What are you trying to say? Black lives matter? I don't care anything about that. There are black people in the World Series. They may not be uh, from America. Well, you got a black, a black president who comes from Kenya, from, the, the, from, from Africa. He's black, but he's not really, you know, black like you and me. Descendants of slaves. Okay? And what I'm saying is, uh, is this right here. White folks pay thousands of dollars. You know who pay the multi-million dollar salaries of football players? Mostly black. Basketball players? Mostly black. White folks, they don't give a flip whether you're black, white, red, or yellow as long as you can run that uh, pig skin into the end zone and catch it with one hand in the back of the end zone. And they'll come out in zero degrees with no shirt on, with your name on their skin. And they don't care if you're black or white. They don't care. They want you to win, baby. Just win, baby, win. That's all. Okay? Basketball and football. Blacks dominate. White folks, the whole crowd is white in some cities. Everybody on the court is black. They don't say anything. They say, go. Shoot that ball. Win this game. That's all I care about. But if you people keep on pushing this Black Lives Matter foolishness, you're going to have a situation where there's not going to be anybody in the stadium. It's amazing that uh, they, they, they're still coming after all that has taken place. Run the ball. Yes, I'm just as concerned about anybody getting killed. Black and white. The other night in, in Texas, a white kid just eating a hamburger at McDonald's. Police officer, I don't know if he had a personal thing against him. Uh, uh, he was a high school guy. He took his girlfriend. I don't know what happened. You're sitting there, I mean, and you can tell, you can tell he was just sitting in that car eating that hamburger. And he was enjoying that hamburger until the police officer started shooting at him. White guy. I'm just as concerned about that white lives matter. That's right. Red lives matter. Black lives matter. Blue lives matter. I don't want to live in a city where 4,000 police officers are quit, have quit. I don't want to live there. That's what's happening in New York. I thank God for where I live. I, I see the police officers. They don't bother me because I'm not bothering them. I do remember the day I would say while I'm driving down the road, go on, man. <laughs> if you know they get behind you, all right, now go on, Doc. Go on around me. Now go ahead on and do something else. Don't be, don't be hanging around me. I say that while I'm driving the car. Go on now. They don't hear me. Okay. 
But you, 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 all you black folks have said something like, all right, now, Mr. Police Officer, head on down the road there. Okay, don't turn around. You're looking, you're looking out the rearview mirror. See if he's going to turn around on you. Don't turn around and keep on going down the highway. And some of us have prayed, Lord, to have that police officer keep on going. Because I was beating. And I think I have a light out as well. So, Lord, to help him have a blind eye. That's right. But I still respect the police officers. They don't bother me. I like to see them. I want to see you. Don't bother me. And I want you to come when I call. It's easy, however, to mark the lengths to which white liberals will go to be seen as anti-racist. Macwater is more interesting when he discusses why some African Americans have chosen to join the ranks of the elect. Humans seek pride where they can get it. He writes, noting that to be a black elect, pay attention now, is to have a sense of belonging. And see, this is what's hooking in your children. When they see the phoniness and the hypocrisy of the church, if you raise them in church... And no real belonging, but lying and dishonesty, whoredom, and everything else going on in the church. Then they, they're looking for another cause. Everybody wants to have a cause. That's why we have so many thousands of causes in this nation and in the world. Everybody has a cause. Everybody wants to have a cause. In other words, they want to have something bigger than themselves to live for. And they want to group up with people who are like-minded. And because the pastors and the churches did not give them that cause, which is the best cause in the world, and the cause that uh, God blessed me to join, and that is to get the gospel out to the lost, and to preach the word of God, and to preach the whole counsel of God. Before that, I wanted to be another black Jesse Jackson. I wanted to be, you know, someone either in law, fighting from that standpoint, or you know, um, uh, being a protester, a professional protester. See, I doubt if Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and them had a billionaire paying them per hour to march like they do today. They pay you and give you a place, pay for your hotel, pay for your gas, and everything else. Mr. Soros. McHorter continues, it allows African Americans to adopt an identity as a beleaguered black person. Let me help you. Look at me real good. Look at me real good. I want you to hear this. Because of Jesus Christ, I have never been a beleaguered black person in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I have no clue. In America, 
not me. No, please do not add the word beleaguered to me in my name. I, I, I don't care how low I may go financially or whatever. I am not beleaguered. I am not anybody's victim. And nor should you be. And what you need in your life is Jesus because if you have Jesus for real in your life, you'll never be beleaguered a day in your life. You'll never be a victim a day in your life. You'll be cheerful and you'll be joyful. It's not all about this uh, trying to get back at people and revenge at people and mad at everybody and their mama and always raising up some mess. See, that's a demonic spirit from hell. And yes, some people have that worse than others. In the white community, in the black community, these, these people who are just constantly offended by every little thing. Argumentative. There are Negroes, and I'm calling all people Negroes, white, black, red, and yellow, who are just argumentative and, and feel like they're always offended and aggrieved. They always have a stink look on their face. And I believe it's because they have never been born again. They don't know Jesus Christ who told us, In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. What are you talking about, people? Christians. And, and many of these people have come out of the church. Mad as the devil. Uh, at everything and about everything. When, when, when God has taught us, those of us who are saved, to be content with what situation we're in. I believe with all of my heart, that's a sign of being lost. If you're not content and you're not cheerful, right where you are. And if you don't have the ability to see afar off, you can't. You don't have hope. You don't have faith. You don't pray. I don't know whether you're saved. I don't know what you are. But that's not the life of a Christian. Being mad as fire and 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 a victim and pitiful and sad and always. And, and, and what he's going to bring, I think, in this little piece that's left. If he's not going to bring it, I'm going to bring it out for him. These are not just people who. Down in the hood, no education, no college education, no job. These are people who are highly educated. Mad as the devil. And mad at me because I'm not going out there marching with you. No marching. No marching. I'm not marching for anything but Jesus. And I don't think you have to have a protest. And you don't have to have a march. You don't have to. I had a preacher. I had a friend. A young man I led to the Lord. For some reason, he tried to get me to put our church in a Christmas parade. He was just so, I, I don't know if he wanted to be seen or what. He wanted us to get afloat and put our church in the Christmas parade. I said, man, I'm not doing that. We don't need to do that. Uh, we don't need to march anywhere. We just need to do what Jesus told us to do. Obey the great commandment and obey the great commission. Let's stay on point. Let's stay on purpose. We don't need to be in a parade. Do you think that if Jesus was here, he would want to get afloat and, and, and float down the road in a parade? 
I don't think so. That 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 smacks of showboating. That smacks of trying to be seen. Look at me. Look at what, what are we saying? Look at my church. I don't believe in that. Anyway, where you are united with all black people, regardless of social class, I told you he was going to hit it, or educational level, uh, let's see, you got college educated people who have master's degrees down here uh, with the uh, prisoners and low life and homosexuals, transgender, all of that right there, they know better. But yet, they, they, they all want to group together around blackness. I'm black and I'm proud, but I am uh, a born-again Christian, so I love everybody. And I don't care if you like that or not, but I, I love everybody. And the only reason why I love everybody is because of Jesus, not because of me. I can't do anything less than that. So don't be trying to uh, counsel me because I don't want to go down the road with you protesting everything that moves. When I can talk with the person and pray for the person and pray with the person and maybe God will touch the heart to get saved. And uh, he might be a millionaire and, and, and might uh, show me favor. God may use, uh, touch his heart to show me favor. By the common experience of suffering, discrimination. That's what we, that's what these folks want to get, uh, get, uh, get together about all of the time. And when you see them, they're very militant. They're, many of the women are very masculine. They've lost their femininity. And, and, and one of the things that Dr. Ed Young Jr. brought out right from the get-go. Uh, the woke movement, has the people have been taught to become very authoritarian in their behavior and how they deal with you. Why? Because they feel like they are morally superior, and they're not. Most of them are homosexuals and lesbians, and some of the most, some of the nastiest, filthiest people you ever want to know. Eating feces and everything else, and uh, I don't know if this man was woke or not. I hate to mention it, but I'm going to mention it. The man was caught in the act of so-called having sex with his Labrador Retriever. The devil is a lie. And the police hauled his behind off the jail, thank God, and I hope he stays there. Because one thing we all know about dogs is they're not stupid. They're smarter than many human beings in certain ways. I gave my baby daughter a dog, the only dog we ever owned, the only dog we ever had, and she was the best family member in the fa uh, family member in the family. And that's a fact. The most faithful, the most consistent, the most contented, the most patient, the most loving.
Her name was Sal. There's a book about her online somewhere. On Amazon.com. Go read about her. They know what you're doing. They know the evil you're doing. They know when you're doing something you ought not to be doing with somebody you ought not to be doing it with. And if you don't calm that dog down and get both people out of there, uh, he'll bite both people's butt. And your butt too, if you get in the way. As in his previous books, Macwater Views, it has a mistake to forge one's identity around victimhood. That's a mistake. And he's right. He characterizes the woke racial worldview as harmful, not for normalizing anti-white prejudices or treating the social categories of race as something concrete, but because it deprives black people of their humanity by infantilizing them. Black people as infants. He objects to lowering standards for minorities as when certain members of the elect claim that objectivity being on time and the written word are white people things. The Smithsonian Institution the Smithsonian Institution of all places posted a graphic promoting these stupid ideas. Okay, that's enough wokeism for tonight. Um, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer devotional memorial, memorial family. Evangelistic service. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible. Episode number 668 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story, a non-fiction story, and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verses 1 through 10. Holy Father God in heaven, Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. 
Holy Father God, as I look back on this day, starting out praying to you, Lord, I praise you and I thank you for what you have done and for what you are doing. And uh, I praise you and I thank you for your mercy, love, grace, and goodness towards such wretched, undeserving, unworthy people as we are. Through your son, uh, rather, Lord, through your son, Jesus Christ, uh, I thank you, Lord, for him, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, on this Friday night, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us all. And Holy Father God, we individually, for those of us who are saved, for Jesus Christ's sake, your Holy Son, please forgive us of all of our sins, our faults and our failures. As we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us. Those of us who are born again, those of us who are saved, and fill us afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I do pray <clears throat> that you would deliver each and every one of us, even tonight and throughout uh, this weekend. Deliver us, Lord, if you should tarry your coming, if you would allow us to live. <clears throat> deliver us, Lord, from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right. To live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And Holy Father God, I pray, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Help us who are saved tonight to truly humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins and to get back to you our first love. And Lord God in heaven I do pray for the salvation of the lost in my family, in this audience, in this country and around the globe. Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of my wife, Marika White. I pray for the salvation of her mother, her siblings, her aunts. I pray for the salvation of my own mother and my sibling, siblings and the family members extended. I thank you for leading, giving me the privilege of leading my seven children to you, Lord. And I pray that they, at the same time, would all 
humble themselves and examine themselves and make sure that they be in the faith. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell in the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. <clears throat> out of my wife Marika White tonight and throughout this weekend and Lord even though I do not believe that she is saved I pray that she would act like uh, a decent human being and uh, not try to hinder the services and your ministry and your work and Holy Father God I pray that uh, if she chooses not to do that that you would constrain her and restrain her from doing so uh, because life would be better for her and easier for her as well and much easier for her if she would just humble herself and believe in you. I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. We know the devil is busy and we know that I have many enemies, but I do pray that you will rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts, from this ministry and from me and from this family. Give us a sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, I pray that even though I thank you for giving me the ability to have pleasure in my infirmities, my reproaches, and my persecutions, I pray that in tribulations, I pray at the same time I feel compelled to pray as led by you. Uh, Lord, those things that you can lift and deliver me from, I pray that you would do so. I pray that you will uh, lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears. And uh, Lord, tonight, fill us with your peace and joy. And uh, Holy Father, God, help us to always be cheerful in the midst of tribulation. But we pray that you deliver us from our tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. And deliver us, Holy Father, God, from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt and student pro uh, progress problems uh, with my children as most of them have graduated from college and I pray that all of them will finish for at least the sake of finishing so that they will not go through life with a sense of incompletion and so Holy Father God I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would first I want to thank you for allowing things to be as well as they are uh, because uh, of your mercy love and grace and remembering your love mercy and grace in the midst of chastisement and rebuke of your people punishment of others and rebuke of them so that they can be drawn to you for salvation 
And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you would bless and protect my family, all of my children, uh, Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, Danielle, Duran, Danielle, and Quasia. And uh, all, all of my offspring, all of my uh, family members, Lord, I do pray uh, here and uh, Lord elsewhere and the saints who are with us tonight and around the world. Uh, protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh and the devil and the demons of hell from evil. Protect us from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels tonight. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Our Lord, have all that we do and say to be done for your glory, your praise, and your honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of one's birth. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all men, and the living will lay it to his heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the continence the heart is made better. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. For as the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of the fool. This also is vanity. 
Surely oppression maketh a wise man mad, and a gift destroyeth the heart. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Say not thou what is the cause that the former days were better than these, for thou doest not inquire wisely concerning this. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I thank you for your holy word. I pray that you will help us to be wise and take heed to it, and to love it, to cherish it, and to obey it, and to live by it, and to share it with others, and to proclaim your holy gospel from it. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, men and women, family, friends, and foes, brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the third, President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode number 191. Pardon me, folks. Psalm eighteen twenty six. With the pure thou wilt show thyself pure, and with the forward thou wilt show thyself forward. The sinner's forwardness is sinful and rebellious, and the only sense in which the term can be applied to the most holy God is that of judicial opposition and sternness, in which the judge of all the earth will act at cross purposes with the offender and let him see that all things are not to be made subservient to wicked whims and willful fancies. 
Dr. Calvin very forcibly says this brutish and monstrous stupidity in men compels God to invent new modes of expression and as it were to clothe himself with a different character. There is a similar sentence in Leviticus chapter 26 verses 21 through 24 where God says, And if ye walk contrary unto or perversely with me, then I will also walk contrary unto, and I'm not going to say the parentheses here, because that's not in the Bible, uh, to you. Okay? And all that means translated is God does not play. Okay, so you, you can think that if you want to, but that is not the case. As if he had said that their obstinacy and stubbornness would make him on his part forget his accustomed forbearance and gentleness and cast himself recklessly or at random against them. We see then what the stubborn at length gain by their obduracy. It is this, that God hardens himself still more to break them in pieces. And if they are of stone, he causes them to feel that he has the hardness of iron. The Jewish tradition was that the manna tested according to each man's mouth. Certainly God shows himself to each individual according to his character. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you not only for your love, grace, and mercy. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for how that at times you can remind us that you do not play and you want us to obey and help us Lord to take heed to your word and to take heed to you and your Holy Spirit help us not to grieve and quench your Holy Spirit break us and make us and mold us to be what you would have us to be. Fill us with your Holy Spirit that we would do that which is pleasing in your sight at all times. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 24. as we go to the family segment as we go to what I call the family verses that I read with my wife and children and before the children came I read to my read them to my wife quite often and my wife right now has some index cards in her pocket that I gave her some 34 years ago 
I didn't give her the cards. I didn't write the cards. I, I told her that uh, I, I gave her the verses to write down, to hide in her heart, and to read in her Bible every day. Dealing with what the Bible says a godly woman should do and be. And a godly wife and mother should do and be. And if I had not given her those words and if I had not read those words to her myself, she would have been worse than what she has been. And that's a fact. She was just not raised by her parents right. That's all there is to it. And uh, I had to basically raise her and teach her how to be a wife and a mother. And uh, I, know it's, I know that's not the evangelical way to uh, say things like that and say things that way. But it is the reality and somebody needs to say something because she's not the only one. Most women in the church today are that way. And uh, and one of the reasons why they're that way is because their mothers and their grandmothers and the other women in the church never read these words to these women in the church. Never. Never taught them like God commanded them to teach the younger women to love their husbands, to love and care for their children. And, and didn't even lead them to the Lord so that they would understand that your blessing is in obedience. Some of you, some of you to this day, some of you women to this day, you don't understand that your blessing was in being a loving, supportive, obedient, submissive wife and a loving, caring, doting mother. Through that, you would have gotten everything you ever wanted in your life. My wife, Marika White, who's with me tonight, helping in the ministry, she told me before before we got married, what did, actually, what did she want to do in her life? She wanted to own her own daycare center. Married a man who was living by faith for years before she met him, did not have a job when she met him, other than the ministry, living by faith, going to the mailbox, looking for miracles, and God worked miracles, my dear friend. After we got saved as well, I did not... Uh, uh, work a job worth anything uh, and under th those circumstances God blessed her husband to do some things and and end up gi giving her the best daycare center building smack dab in the city where I was pastoring but you know what? I did not let her run it. 
she could have been a daycare center owner and the principal of a school but because she was not obedient and submissive cheerful and joyful under her husband and loving and caring for her own children God led me to not give it to her and to give it to somebody else and uh, she got mad at me about that she didn't like that but that's what happens when you don't learn obedience and what I'm saying is my wife could be a millionaire now if she has simply obeyed God obeyed these verses submitted to her husband loved and cared for her own children but because of pride stubbornness rebelliousness witchcraft a bad attitude and some of you women are mad at me for saying things like that because you're the same way and you double dog dare your husband say anything like what I said that's why I'm saying it because nobody else is going to tell you your dad ain't your daddy bad English but I want you to hear me your daddy ain't gonna tell you that because he knows how you are you, and your daddy's little girl and he don't want to make you mad it's not his job now to tell you because you're married to another man you're married to your husband he don't he doesn't want to tell you because he knows how you are too and you're gonna be mad as a, the devil for days and weeks and putting him on the couch and or might as well be on the couch see somebody needs to tell you I have family members who are mad at me for saying things like this they're mad as the devil all of, most of them have lost their husbands not not through death through divorce separation out here all of them God doing God knows what because see you can say what you want if you used to having a warm body beside you in that bed that does not go away after you get all angry and mad and get a divorce you be tossing and turning all night long wishing you could feel that flesh of that man or that woman you don't need to put yourself in that situation then then because see let me tell you something sex is a need for people uh, who have been married and have been having sex that is a need and here's what you got going on you got a whole bunch of vampires going to church going here going there trying to hook up with somebody to get that need met they're not married divorced they're by themselves and curled up in a fetal position in the house and they want somebody to be behind them You understand me? And there are men and women on the hunt. They will, they will act like they're not on the hunt. Uh, they will say they're not on the hunt. But when, when, that, need, when that need hits, uh, they're going to be on the hunt. It's just, it's just automatic. See, that's why you don't want to put yourself in that position. You're better off staying with the one you're married to. Because... Uh, you don't want to, especially if you say you're a child of God, you don't want to put yourself in a situation like that. 
Because now you're now you're getting into trouble with God. Okay, so you're better off once you get married. I don't want to hear nothing about you don't love her anymore. You don't love him anymore. I don't want to hear that. You love them enough to get married to them. God did whatever he does to put you together. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal. For God to get somebody to marry you, that's a big deal. And and, and for you to marry them, you're talking like a juvenile. I don't love her anymore. I don't love him anymore. I mean, well, we could have all told you that uh, before you even got married. That was going to happen. What you're talking about is feelings, human feelings. What you need is the God kind of love. That's why uh, if you're not saved, you're going to have a problem in the flesh. You're going to get yourself in trouble and you're going to put other people into trouble. You can get other people in trouble. The situation in the family today is a powder keg. So-called blended families is, is a disaster. I don't care what anybody says about it. And I feel sorry for pastors who... I feel sorry on one side, on the other side, I don't, because they, they, they created this mess. All these blended families inside the church is just a mess. Pastor, you ought to be ashamed of yourself to marry another man's wife to another man, another man's uh, woman's husband uh, to uh, uh, another woman. And they still write in your mega church. The devil is alive. And they swapping children in the blended family at the church. That That is a shame before God Almighty. You 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 are part. You know why some some children uh, are, are taking this ripping of their heart, raping of their heart by the homosexual uh, woke people? It's because you have you have ripped their hearts out yourself with all of this divorce and remarriage mess that you're putting them through. This is your half-brother. This is your half-sister. They don't want to hear that. They don't care anything about that. They want their family back. They don't care anything about no half-brother. I know this is bad English, but sometimes i got to break it down to you like this. They don't care anything about no half-brother, half-sister. This is my half-mommy and my half-daddy and all this mess. And the government and the school system and the woke crowd, they love it. They love it because they, they are ripping your family apart. They're going to rip it out. They're going to rip it apart more. See, it's already ripped and torn. So what they, they see that and they take advantage of that little lost child that you didn't love enough to keep the family unit together. Mommy, daddy, all of a sudden y'all loved each other one time and you got mad, you had sex, you had us. And here we are, want to be loved by you, and now you, 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 uh, divorcing and remarrying, and uh, we got to deal with a second half mommy and a second half brother and another devil brother and a devil. 
and we got pastors bless their hearts I know a pastor right now who's doing a good job in another area but he has to he has so many blended families and it's, it's, listen to me and listen to me it's not just broken black families most of these because they outnumber blacks in the first place are white folk white folk with some messed up messed up mess man uh, it's, it's messed up. It's NBC, uh, whatever that show is, messed up. Timeline or whatever it is. You, you've seen some of the shows. Devilish, demonic things take place with some white folks who got it all. And it just, it's a mess. And pastors, they, 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 they are over this mess. And so then they got to preach a whole series on how to make a blended family work. They don't have a blended family. Or they shouldn't even be in the ministry. If the pastor can't keep his family together, then he needs to get out of the ministry. Period. Period. That's just like uh, Fraser Crane always advising mad people and and everything through his radio show on Frasier and he is divorced and married left at the altar beaten down by his wife Lilith which is a devilish word name anyway and his other brother is handpicked controlled and dominated by his wife you know and we hardly see these women in the show well, you, your marriage is not together. So how can you tell me to keep my marriage together? So if you're a pastor, you have lost all credibility. If you're trying to tell other families how to run their family, you divorced me, married yourself, and got a blended family, and everything else. A Frankenstein family. It's part, hard part put together. And, uh, people don't even know each other. And it's a disaster. And, and Thanksgiving and Christmas is murder to these people. Every time you get together for a soccer game. And, and like I told you, Tom Brady and, and uh, Giselle is going to find out how painful this is. But that's what pastors are dealing with today. Now, now, now guess what? Now, because they have, they, they have created this mess... Blended family care, divorce care, they disobeyed God in that. They got to divorce themselves and still trying to be in the ministry. Okay, all right, you didn't, you, you, so you didn't correct that. You created that and had that to go on and on. And you and your wife playing Cupid with one divorced person, another divorced person, because all divorce care is a glorified dating system for horny Formerly married people are getting ready to get divorced people. And they're starting the whoring around even before the divorce is over. And the pastor's wife is Cupid or Cupita or whatever her name is. I think he'll be good for her. I think she'll be good and they'll be ready for each other. You know, honey, pillow talk. It's all, the church service is all about getting people together. That little series talking about painless, painless dating, painless 
uh, engagement, painless this and painless that. There's no, nothing is painless today because if it's if it's got sin at the base, it's not going to be painless. It's going to be pain. It's already built in. God does not have to come off his throne and, and build it. It's already built in. You reap what you sow. The Indians call Indian folk uh, over in India call it karma. We call it reaping what you have sown. And if you sow the wind, you're going to reap the whirlwind. Thank God we didn't reap a whole lot of whirlwind today. I mean, and some of these weathermen, they need to repent. Some of our local weather men and women need to repent. We thought Eurocladon was coming. Hardly we hardly got any rain, and and just a little bit of wind. I went out. The wind came. I thought, oh, we getting ready to get it. We get ready. <laughs> we get ready to get it. And my wife and I went out. Man, it was sunshine. I put my shades on. It was nice and warm. And we went ahead and did what I had to do. In the midst of the time that the storm was supposed to be on top of us. So some of these weathermen in Dallas-Fort Worth need to repent. Hear me well. You don't know what you're talking about. Getting us ready for nothing. I digress. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. If you're saved, God will help you. It's not going to be automatic. Otherwise, he, did not, he would not have given the commandment to do it. You need God's help to do it. You need God's love to do it. You need God's Holy Spirit to do it. Women. And your will to do it. And as I have told you throughout our time together for years. Some things in the Christian life, my dear friends, God is there. God is willing to help. God is, if you're saved, and he's willing to give you his love and and grace and strength and the power of his Holy Spirit. He's, he's more than willing to do that. But you got a little 1% you need to do. You need to make up your mind to choose to do it. See, and one of the problems in many marriages is especially with women folk once they catch that big fish they think they can do whatever they want to do and they don't have to put any effort into what they're supposed to do and that's not how it's supposed to be uh, yeah, the same effort you put into your job or you used to put into your job and how nice you were to your boss and your fellow employees and and workers co-workers and how pleasant you were towards the uh, our customers, huh? You, you remember that? You you remember how to do that? See, you know, did you always feel like doing that? Huh? No, you did not. You, many days you didn't even want to go to work, but you did it. Why? Because you were getting that paycheck that caused you to have a uh, four hundred. To six hundred dollar car payment, two hundred dollars a month insurance. You got to go to work to pay for that baby. That big fine house on Pork Chop Hill that you're trying to impress people with who never come by to see it, and nobody has seen your car either. You know why? Because they don't care. You you think they care? They don't give a flip. 
You can drive right in front of you. Them, they'll never notice it. Your red bottom shoes, they're on the bottom. They don't see them. They don't care. People don't care. You think they care because you're materialistic. Nobody cares about your fine house on Porkchop Hill. Nobody cares about your fine car. They can't do anything with it. You think they're impressed. You're living your whole life trying to impress people. And nobody cares. You go to a mega church, they'll never see your new car. Because uh, everybody's parking and, and parking and getting in and getting getting on into the services. They're not looking at your car. And you're paying out thousands of dollars, not for yourself, just to impress other people. And you go home on Sunday afternoon just as empty as you went in. But you work hard for that money. And you act right on that job. You know, when you call a customer service, which I hate. I hate all customer service people. I mean, the setup. Because you got to talk to a robot for a while before you get to the real people. But now, though, no matter what, what, who, what company you're dealing with, once you talk to the customer service person, they're gonna, they're gonna keep you on to do a survey. Wives, what would we say about how you treat your husband and your children on that survey? On a scale of one to ten, ten being the best, what would everybody else outside of the home? Say if they were watching you, how you treat your husband, and how you disrespect your husband, and so forth. What would be the what? what, what uh, say the husband is the customer. What what true honest without your hearing about it number would he give you? He's the customer, huh? Ten being the best. I've had some people serve me as a customer service person, and I, I, I've given them a 10. So if you didn't do a good job, not only will you not get a 1, you will not get anything because I'm going to hang up the phone on you. What would your husband say without you being there? Intimidating him because most men are intimidated by their wives. There's nothing like a cold glass of water. Water. How many of you remember? We didn't know any different about city water and pure water and all that back in the day. How many of you had the experience of drinking that good water that came right out, right out of that rusty pump? You got to be 50-something years old to remember that. Down in the south. Old rusty pump, but you put your mouth up to get that water, man, that was some of the best tasting water. And then if you didn't have that experience, how many of you remember you were out there playing in the yard and you everybody had to go get some water? And you went to your grandmother's green water hose. That's one thing she never said anything about. Just didn't don't touch it, don't get in her garden. And uh 
and you, you get that water hose up and you just you drink that water man some best tasting stuff but anyway how would you fare wifey verse 22 how would you fare on verse 22 what would your husband give you Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. How about 23? For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. I know you're saying to your husband, it's time for me to go to bed now. Don't go to bed yet. I'm almost through. Therefore, as the church, verse 24, is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. What would your husband give you? What score would he give you? And nobody was looking. And you were not there. You can get mad at that all you want to, but that has to be fixed. If you want the church to get back on its feet and be revived and all of that, repentance has to take place right here with women across the nation and around the globe. God will help you, but you have to, you have to do your part. You have to make up your mind that I'm going to do right. And here's, here's the thing. You're not going to make up your mind to do right if you're not born again and saved. Only people who are saved and born again have the power and the ability to even make up their mind to do right. Let's pray for others. Holy Father God, I pray for the healing of all Christian families, not based upon how they want to run their family, but based upon how uh, you want them to run their family according to your holy word. I pray for those families that name the name of Christ regarding that. I pray for the salvation of families and homes that are lost and do not honor you and do not respect you. And Lord, at the same time, I truly... Uh, ask you to forgive us of our sins who are in the church and who claim to be saved. Forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins of not obeying your great commandment, not obeying your great commission. And so therefore, Lord, the country is messed up, the world is messed up because we, your people, have failed you have uh, failed you Lord Jesus we have failed the church we have failed families we have failed cities and states countries uh, we have even failed governments uh, because all of these entities uh, were supposed to get guidance from us in the words of the preacher out of Atlanta we ought to be leading the way and now we're behind everybody and poor lost people coming out of the coal mines and coming out of uh, 
uh, tough jobs where they had to climb poles and everything else. Now they got to go to the school board and try to save their daughters from being raped by a boy dressed in a skirt in a girl's bathroom. God help us. God help us. And then, and then we got people in the church out here marching against Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. God help us. And dragging you, your name and dragging the church. The church's name which has already been dragged. Because we're the worst Laodicean church ever. A Judas church. And, and people foolishly thinking that politics is the answer. And it is not. And yet they still drag your name. Uh, through the mud with lying politicians. God help us. God help us. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins, ways, and abominations. But not only, Lord, forgive us. Please help us to repent. And to turn, Lord, from our evil, wicked ways. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I pray, Lord, yes, for the millions who are hurting and who are mourning and who are grieving in this country and around the globe from the coronavirus plague and all of the other plagues that have come uh, after that and through that. And Lord, we pray that you would comfort them as only you can, but we pray for uh, some people by name, as we've done for nearly 900 services by your grace, thanks to Daniqua's uh, great help and faithfulness in uh, getting the names of people, of, of family members that have died and gone on, and the families are left behind to suffer. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of New Hampshire resident Gerard Bedard. We pray for the family and friends of Virginia resident Lynn Stewart. We pray for the family and friends of Virginia resident Mark Allen Brooks. And Lord, we pray for uh, all of the prior request, requests even of those, Lord, thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. And we thank you, Lord, for thousands of answers to prayer around the world. And we pray now for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon uh, all of these people who have ever sent in prayer requests in many multiple times and uh, we pray Lord not only for them and help them to continue to pray help us to continue to pray for them we pray for uh, we pray for Pahika we pray for these few by name and their needs. Please bless his ministry. 
to the orphans, elderly, gospel crusades, church planting and support for pastors. Ravi, please heal David from health issues. Give him good health and provide him with the proper treatment. Provide Ravi with sufficient food, education, medical assistance, and shelter for orphaned children and the elderly. We pray for adoption, brother adoption, Mabaya, I believe. Please bless them with the bunk beds, beddings, masks, sanitizers they need before the deadline. Heal their cook who has the coronavirus and bless them with sufficient staff. And Holy Father God, we pray for the people who have accepted Jesus Christ uh, in their lives and who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ from the preaching of your gospel through this ministry. And we pray for Siba, Oyaro, Neokunde, Enoch, Incenta. We pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ, Maureen, Tudra, Deborah, Emmy, and Mohan. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives, in our lives. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. And for his sake, Lord, save that soul that is near as hell. Revive and reclaim those who are yours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you have never met the greatest man in the history of the world, the God-man, Jesus Christ, and you have never heard his gospel, his good news, that he preached first and best and completely like no other man in history, he preached the greatest sermon ever preached. He said the most loving, most magnificent, and most wonderful, and most important words ever said in the history of the world. The God-man Jesus Christ said in a crusade of one, for God so loved the world. And by the way, I am so privileged to be able to quote his words before you. I'm privileged to tell you the gospel and the good news according to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Dear friend, that is the gospel in a nutshell. If you want to get saved, you have all you need in what Jesus Christ just said. You have the history of salvation. The origin of salvation. Just like he created the world, he created this gospel for you and me. For God so loved the world. Because God so loved, he loved the world so much. He gave his only begotten Son 
the pure and holy Jesus Christ, who never sinned in word, thought, or deed, born of a pure virgin. And then walked on the water while he was here, told the wind to be quiet and the sea to sit down, and they obeyed him. He healed the blind so that they would be able to see. He opened the ears of the deaf, gave the dumb the ability to speak. He raised the dead. When Jesus arrived at funerals, he broke it up by raising the dead. There were several days uh, that Jesus took to get to one funeral. Um, uh, in fact, he didn't make the funeral. But he went, it was okay, because he went to the graveyard and told Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came forth in burial clothes and sat down and ate dinner with Jesus, Martha, and Mary. Jesus Christ does not have to make the funeral because he has the power to raise the dead, to heal the sick, to forgive sins. And so I uh, strongly encourage you to get to know this man Jesus Christ, the Son of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him. Jesus said it with his own mouth, all you have to do is believe in him. That means trust in him, have faith in him. Because he's the one who suffered bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. Believe in Him. Trust in Him. And He will save you from your sins that cause you to have a hellacious life and that causes you to go to hell. So that you can go to heaven for the divine reset. If I were you, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross to pay your sin debt. That is the good news. All of your sin was rolled on him. And so he died the cruelest death known to mankind. For you and for me. Because sin is just that bad. Sin is just that ugly. In God's sight. God can't even look on sin. But he sent his son to die. As the Lamb of God. For your sins and mine. And so he became the. Sacrificial Passover Lamb of God of all time. He died for you and for me was buried 
and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God. And all you have to do, my dear friend, is believe in Him. There is a hell to shun in the heaven again. There's a real burning hell. Jesus Christ preached on it more than the prophets and more than the apostles. He preached more about heaven than he did. Or rather, he preached more about hell than he did about heaven. So hell is a real place and so is heaven. But you must get saved down here. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray and ask him to save your soul. And he will save you. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now I'm going to pray the sinner's prayer before you. If you want to get saved tonight, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that he died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God. Call on his name. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I realize that I am a wretched sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. And I deserve to go to the burning hell. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins my failures and my faults as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins was buried and rose from the dead by your divine power Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins and to change my wicked ways and turn from my wicked ways and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now ladies and gentlemen, if you prayed that prayer and meant it from your heart and you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ that he died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead to save your soul from hell and to save you to heaven. Then according to the words of Jesus Christ, according to the the word of God, the Bible, you are now saved.
by the grace of God. Mark this date. Never forget it. This is the day that you were saved and born again. To help you grow in the faith, I have a free book that you can download if you would go to gospellightsociety.com gospellightsociety.com Download this book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said I am the door and you have just entered in by believing in him and praying to him and asking him to save you. Email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com And let us know that you got saved tonight and uh, so that uh, we can rejoice with you, start praying for you, and sending you more information. And you can also send in prayer requests and qu questions to us. We are here. There are people standing by right now. To answer your emails and to pray for you and to inform me to let me know that I need to start praying for you. Just like we pray for people tonight, we'll pray for you as well. We've been doing it for years. One of the greatest aspects of our ministry. And uh, also, make sure you go to Gospel Light Society Podcasts uh, and uh, Take advantage of that because there are thousands of podcasts based upon the Word of God. All I did in these podcasts was pass on my Bible, my uh, university education, my seminary education, my divinity school education to you. I just passed it on. And I believe in a much better way. Because I'm a firm believer in the textbooks and not just the professor's notes and the few little chapters they give you out of a $130 book. No. I, I learned to be truly educated. You have to read the textbooks. And the teacher can tell. The professor can tell. My daughter Danae was one of the best students in our family early on because she read the textbooks. And it inspired others to start reading the textbooks and taking copious notes and following those hidden websites that are hidden in the textbooks that you can carry with you for the rest of your life and use. Okay, so go to Gospel Light Podcast, Gospel Light Society Podcast, Gospel Light University. I don't, uh, and then, uh, let's see, Gospel Light Society University, Gospel Light Society Podcast. Or you can type in Daniel White, the third Roman numerals, the third podcast, and you'll get it one way or another. And you can go to any of our sites, Gospel Light Societies, the Gospel Light Society podcast, our main evangelistic site, Gospel Light House of Prayer, our main church site, uh, they are populated on those sites.
and I'm emphasizing that because you can I want you to read the books that I'm giving you but listening to the Word of God read and preached and taught is always better so ladies and gentlemen God bless you thank you for being with us so late tonight Lord willing we'll be here tomorrow night as well possibly tomorrow morning we'll see and uh, until then, make sure you pray to God without ceasing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ if you are saved. If you're not saved, you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and pray and ask Him to save your soul. And uh, make sure that uh, you pray without ceasing, Christians. Pray for me as well. And uh, until next time, in the words of the Marines, simplify. Simplify Dallas uh, means be always faithful. And then, in the words of the Air Force fellows, uh, my fellows, Semper Supra, which means always above. God bless you.